do you happen to know, and mm-hmm. it's rhetorical, but do you happen to know of Manchester City managers? Yeah. All time. Who've coached at least, let's say, uh, 30 matches. Uh, let's say 35. So, like, more than a season. Like, he coached for more than a season. Who has the, the most- highest win percentage? Is it Manuel Pellegrini? Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Well, it's like... Getting- they're getting Guardiola, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are getting a great manager, but they have a great Listen, manager. Listen, let's not call... He's, he's, no, stop. You just called Pep Guardiola a great manager. Any man who won't shake hands with Caleb Porter is not a great man. <laughs> End of discussion. Straight from the Straight Red Plex, you are listening to Straight Red. I am your host, Jeff Ross, and with me, as always, the original Toucan Sam, Alex <laughs> S. Kibler. So is the S for Sam? Um, yes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so here's yeah. the thing. Toucan Sam, wait a minute. That's the Fruit Loops one, right? I'm pretty sure. Right? I can't keep my children's cereal mascots straight. Toucan Sam is Fruit Loops. Hang on, I'm googling this. Toucan sure Sam, cartoon That's... mascot for Fruit Loops. Yes, is that Fruit Loops bird? As an adult, can I also say it really bothers me that Fruit Loops are spelled fruit F R O O T fruit. Mm-hmm. I hate it. You hate it, dude. Type on your phone right now. Fruit, no. spelled F-R-O-O-T, and tell me it does not, like, really bother you. First of all, my phone's upstairs, and I don't have time for this. <laughs> Hi, Jeff, busy. I have two floors in my apartment. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I live in the lap of luxury. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. With my two floors. Yeah. Uh, no, my phone's upstairs. I'm not going to grab this to spell fruit. I believe it's done that way for copyright reasons. You can, I'm sorry, trademark reasons. You can get a trademark if it's spelled weird. Yeah. Well, it's also technically spelled with Fruit Loops, the cereal. So te- technically, I guess it's really F-R-T-L-P-S, and they just sort of put the, the Fruit Loops in the middle there. I think, I think you're overthinking this. <laughs> I think you're going too far. <laughs> Uh, well, but yeah, how is it? How is it being the original Toucan Sam? Were you like in a suit or were you just the voice? I, I, you know, it's odd. I was, I was in a suit, but mm-hmm. the voice was provided by Sidney Lauper, of all people. You wouldn't think that that would be the case because, you know, it's, I'm a man. Well, <laughs> I'm still waiting for the to come back. We'll see. Wait, I'm reduce sure. sugar Fruit Loops? What? Why this even get them? The yeah, right? why would you even buy Fruit Loops? I don't even get that. That makes no sense whatsoever. Know. Alex. Yeah. America won. Dude, okay, first of all, Gingers, it's January camp. It's time for soccer to happen, although it is February. And we played a game, and as we were talking about in the pre-show, I said something that I've said many times under Jurgen Klinsmann. We won, comma, but boy, am I furious. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wasn't uh, impressed, is what I'm saying, generally well, speaking. If you missed it, Genders, the U.S. was playing Iceland, <laughs> our bitter rivals. Yeah. We haven't played since 1994. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we came away with a win, 3-2 at the StubHub Center. In the 90th and we minute win. In the 90th minute. Yeah. So, Left it late. Come back twice, though, in our defense. Came, we came back came twice. Came back twice. Yeah. But you know what wasn't in our defense? What? Our defense. Yeah. <laughs> they were attacking great. <laughs> Oh, some of our greatest goal from Steve Birnbaum. That came yeah. from our defense. Yeah. Steve Birnbaum had a goal and an assist. Allegedly, he's a defender. He didn't play like one. I'll, I'll think you'll find. Oh, those two goals that Iceland got. Uh, Alex, just well, just walk me through why that happened. Well, first of all, it's mental errors. I, I, think, I, I think, especially when you're talking about the, the goal, I believe it was the second goal that was scored um, by Iceland where there was a stoppage and the entire U.S. team decided they were going to argue instead of playing defense. Iceland took a quick free kick. And let's not take anything away from the finish. The finish by Sigurdsson, who I, th- oh, I think that's his was name, great. was outstanding, right? It's great. Um, it's really just a, a factor of how can you allow that to happen? Mm-hmm. We've been very critical of Jurgen in the past. I, I generally think... Jurgen genuinely believes that if his team is fitter than the other team and outworks the other team, that we're going to win every game. And he's not super disciplinary, and he's not super tactical, and he doesn't preach the mental fundamentals that are necessary to compete at this level. And I think it's... You like the term mental fundamentals. I the saw your face light up. Yeah. fundamentals. Uh, I can't say that again. I'm going to have a hard time. I don't think he he really hones on that, and I think it... It shows when you see our national team play, if that makes sense. But a win. But a win. But a win, as sloppy as it was. And there were some highlights here, too. First of all, oh, let's, yeah. let's, let's do the negatives first, though. Jermaine Jones <laughs> looked course. like a man without a club. Well, I mean, that's accurate. Yeah. That's, that is the situation. And I, I also feel like Matt Beasler. It's it's rare to go through a game with Matt Beasler at center back when you're like, boy, he had one big screw up. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's good for a howl or a game, which for a center back is pretty horrifying. Hmm. Um, but there were a lot of positives and mostly those positives were in terms of youth. Um, you got men's national de- team debuts for several players, including one, Tony Chani. Um, Very happy to see Tony Chani. I was too. I think he was sort of, I don't think he was on the pace of the match, but it's good to see him in that that kit. Mm -hmm. Um, You also saw tremendous performances from young Master Morris, Jordan Morris, now of the Seattle Sounders. Master Morris. Yeah, we did this joke already. Anyway. I know, but it's so sad. I don't think so. All right, you know continue. why? It's because I said it. Yeah, I know exactly uh, why. <laughs> continue your thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. And in addition, a young man who, frankly, I had never seen play. Neither have I. This match. I've, ne- I've never seen him play. I've been curious for a while because he's been called in before. Stuttgart's own Jerome Kiesewetter, um, who I don't know how old he is, actually, now that you... 22. 22 year old. It's 22 years old. Plays like a bat out of hell on the wing. And I feel like the frenetic pace of Morris and Kiesewetter 
are what really changed the pace of the game for the last 20 minutes. And the cross from this kid. Yeah. The kid can play. He can play. He can play. I'm, I'm always happy to be surprised by these guys. Uh, but no, I'm not familiar with Jerome Keys Inventor either. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get uh, VFB Stuttgart games Mm-mm. in my apartment. <laughs> like that doesn't, yeah. Those don't come in. And I should clarify, uh, he mostly plays for Stuttgart 2, mm-hmm. right? I believe so. I believe he's made an appearance for the Bundesliga team. <sighs> I have to look into it. I don't really know all the details here. I'll admit to that. But he looked good out there. He looked very, very good out there. Um, and he played – so he played like a true wide player, which is something that we don't really see a lot of. Um, you know, the, the players that have been playing out wide recently, like the Bedoyas and the Fabian Johnsons and all these guys, you can tell that they're far more comfortable playing inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they always try, tend to sort of roam centrally. Uh, and right now you can add Darlington Nagme to that list as well. He's clearly a central midfielder in terms of comfort level. He's often asked to play outside. He doesn't play as well out there. It's nice to see young, attacking wide talent it's so rare this day and age some interesting statistical things happen in this game uh josie altador is slowly but surely climbing up the top goal scorers of all time list isn't it he's now at 32 goals 90 appearances uh eric winalda is 34 goals 106 appearances so that's just a matter of time yeah it's going to happen yeah then he's looking at Clint Dempsey at number two. Yeah. And Landon Donovan number one. We're not. That's, it's attainable. That's it's it all attainable. That's where Josie Altador is. And I bring it up, Gingers, because a lot of us, me, you, America, can get very frustrated with Josie Altador and his output and what sometimes feels like, are you really committed to this thing? But when you look back, like the stats are there. He has the goals. A lot of them, and I've said this many a time, look like accidental to me. <laughs> like he got he it somewhere the, close, right? And then you're like, he, okay, whatever, yeah. Okay, I messed up that cross, but it's in. You yeah. know, it, it, it often does look like really accidental, but those count just like any others do. And that he's almost third all time. It's amazing. Wrap your mind around that. Meanwhile, our mutual best friend. Jurgen Klinsmann got himself another win, which ties him for second place with the legendary Bob Bradley. I don't, I don't understand. I, why are we so, are we, genuine question, are we completely off base in our criticisms? We Gen- might be. I, I'm starting to think that that's possibly true. Because we we're seeing unprecedented success, at least in terms of friendly results. That we've never seen before never for the seen national it. team. Um, there have been some very frustrating losses with Jurgen, but there have been some amazing wins with him as yeah, well. Yeah, 4-3 in Amsterdam comes to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I So he's at, let me just run through it real yeah, quick. Yeah, please. 43 wins, 14 losses. I'm sorry, 14 draws. Because if it was 14 losses, you would have been shocked. 14 draws, 21 losses. In set, so that's 78 matches. Mm-hmm. That puts his win percentage at 56.16. Uh, 
which, and this was shocking to me, that's the best we've ever had. <sighs> that win s- percentage of 56% is the best. Uh, Bruce Arena is 54. Why does it feel so shitty though, Jeff? Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we lost the Gold Cup in like a just bizarre fashion. In like in, in indescribable fashion, and there seem to be these crazy decisions of like Landon Donovan getting cut for the World Cup. Like some of these personnel decisions are very strange, and I think also Alex, our expectations went up a lot when Jurgen was signed. But I would also say this: our talent level is dramatically better overall. I would say than anything we ever had at our Bruce Arena. Surely. Even under Bob Bradley, the previous manager, these are better yeah. players. These are better players, uh, and our youth talent seems to be better than it's been. Oh yeah, the, the youth talent. You know, yes, you you get the meteoric rise of a Landon Donovan once a you know a decade or whatever. But that's going to be more rare than that for yeah, us. But, but the, yes, the quality of the quality of the youth talent that sort of start maybe regular starters for the U twenty threes is far and away above what it was. Even 10 years ago. I agree. But let's keep one other thing in mind, Gingers. Bob Bradley got 80 matches, 43 wins, was fired. Mm-hmm. Jurgen Klinsmann has 78 matches, so only two fewer. 78 matches, 43 wins, and I guess he can work here for however long he wants. Those aren't that different, no. statistically speaking. Have we gotten better? Apparently marginally. <laughs> We've marginally improved. But I, I, I think I, you, and America, I'm going for that again, um, had really high expectations because of the pedigree of Jurgen, the hype about it, the fact that he was going to reshape this whole thing and make us brilliant geniuses and explain soccer to us in a way that we just are too stupid to understand. And We've only made marginal improvements, statistically speaking, marginal improvements. I think it's because he's achieved roughly the same with more overall talent that I think you're seeing a lot of frustration. What do you think we're going to see from the Copa America coming up this summer? Are we going to be competitive? No. Or are we going to just get destroyed? We're going to get annihilated. And I, and I, I, I genuinely hope that that eventuality might change some of the philosophies of, you know, U.S. soccer and Jurgen Klinsmann. Um, I, I'm not optimistic that that's going to happen. I, I think I think this is a, a program right now that, frankly, needs a good kick in the ass to be shown, yes, you have athletes, yes, you have skilled players, but you also don't have the quality to hang with these great teams. I feel like I feel like in a way the wins against the Netherlands and against Germany were a detriment to us. Cuz it proved that we can play without any real rhyme reason or shape. <laughs> and we have enough, you know, honest to god talent to hang with the best nations of the world against admittedly not their number 1 lineups, but still um, mm-hmm. That's that speaks way more about the talent base in this country than it speaks about Jurgen. The draw for the Copa America is coming up later this month, February twenty first. So we're in Group A. We don't know who we are up against just yet. However, 
the talent we could be up against include the likes of Colombia, uh, Uruguay, Venezuela, Peru, Paraguay, Ecuador, Costa Rica, Jamaica. Haiti wouldn't be a problem. Panama. Which be, so <laughs> I don't think we're necessarily going to get blown out of the group stage. Because there's going to be a mix and match. You're not going to get all heavy hitters. Thankfully, we're not up against Brazil. They're in a different group. Like, yeah. We're not up against uh, Argentina. They're in a different group. We're not up against Mexico. They're in a different group. So we've got, we've got a shot getting out of the group stage because uh, the top two get out of the group stage. It's those knockout rounds that I don't know about. We could have back-to-back-to-back matches against Mexico, you know, Chile, Colombia, Brazil. And it's just like, yeah, no, that's not <laughs> – that's not a thing that's going yeah, to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I'll watch. Oh, I'll me watch. too. So, and cry. Alex, yeah. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a game coming up Friday. Mm-hmm. USA v. Canada. Yeah. What do you think? I'm... Uh, I really... I would like to be optimistic. Um, I want to well, say... this is our winningest coach. Yeah, how dare I pick against him. Um... I don't think you're necessarily going to get the, the, the positives out of that defense that you got from this game, but I also don't necessarily think that they could really go out and perform again as poorly as they did in this game. So I think results-wise, I think we're going to win, maybe 2-1, something like that. You have to beat Canada. Canada's terrible. They're not terrible. They're just not good. <laughs> Fair enough. And in defense of Canada, um, they've only lost— How dare think- you defend Canada? I know. I'm out. I'm just all out of sorts. In 2015, they only lost one game. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, they played like Florida Gulf Coast. <laughs> they lost they lost to Jamaica in the Gold Cup. Yeah. That's what Canada did. Their other matches in the Gold Cup were draws. That's why you didn't see them for very long. Yeah. But uh they only lost once. They've been better than they have been in the past. And this is a, a Canadian team that does have Tesho Akindele, who was almost an American player, but it kind of fell apart. And Kyle Laren, who is definitely not an American, but oh, I wish he was. These kids stud. It's going to be fun to watch. We'll, 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 uh, we'll feature a little bit more later on in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll come back to it. But, but we've got other things. We've got some league stuff. To talk about. Your favorite team. The New York Red Bulls. That's your oh. team, right? <laughs> yeah, close enough. <laughs> right? Sure. Isn't that your team? After, after uh, you know, like conceding nine points to them, sure. <laughs> Pretty sure that's – I feel like you've, you've been saying that ever since you owed me $700,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's been Can't your team. Can't beat them, join them. Yeah, huh Can't beat them, join them. They have transferred young Matt Miazga – to your favorite Premier League team, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Do I have your story right? You've got it perfect. <laughs> perfect. Could not be better. Perfect. Alex. Yeah. Toucan Sam Kibler, uh-huh. your thoughts? I, I think it's it's an amazing move. It's interesting to hear that you 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 hear that Matt Miazga turned down you know, a multi-million dollar DP contract from um, Red Bulls to go to Chelsea. Um, now here's the problem when you go to a place like Chelsea, okay, you, you know that because of the overall talent level Mm -hmm. at Chelsea, that they're always going to be bringing in more center backs. 
you have, you know, currently um, use Hiddink as the the manager, right? And mm-hmm. but that's temporary. And exactly, you know, he's not going to be there forever. Yeah, he'll even tell you that. This is a this is a, a tenuous situation you've walked yourself into at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go out there and you blow people's minds with how well you play, sure, whatever, you, you're going to be great. John Terry's not going to be there forever, you know. So, uh, well, he is going to leave in yeah. a couple months, right? Exactly. So, th- there's <laughs> vacancies available. You know what I'm saying? So, he it could certainly be a worse situation. I, I think there are teams, ha ha ha, Newcastle United, who could use. A center wow. back. Wow, I'm sorry. Was that who a, could a use ghost? a center what back? I don't know. Who could use a center back right now? So I, I think if there were others options on the table, it might be a situation where the lights of Chelsea sort of got to him. Not to say he can't go and prove himself there and do really well. He can. I'm just afraid of someone going directly from the Red Bulls to a team like Chelsea and succeeding. I think it's a fair concern. Uh, the Red Bulls allegedly got about $3 million for the young man. So it's definitely in their interest to do this deal. Uh, although he's going to be tough to replace, but it's Very. in their interest to do the deal. Uh, Chelsea is saying that he is intended to be a squad player. He's They're not intending to like yeah, they're not going to loan him out. Yeah, They're not going to loan him out. So that's a good sign. But like you said, that front office, that manager, he he, he is interim. He knows that. He's not... I don't even think he's trying to stay. Like this is a temporary thing, and he's going to be replaced. Uh, although, when Jose Mourinho was there, that's when we first heard about the Miazga to Chelsea rumors. So, yeah. perhaps the organization itself wants to go this route. We had a similar conversation about Jordan Morris. I know it's an apples and oranges, but we had a similar conversation about Jordan Morris coming up with his uh, allegedly enormous. A homegrown grown deal, which of course he signed, and we both thought he should. This whole discussion of be a star here, get paid here, or go overseas, potentially get forgotten on the bench. I support the Jordan Morris decision. One, I think Seattle's probably paying him more than uh, Werder Bremen was going to pay him anyway. Sure. I think, think that's the case. Uh, and he'll be a star, and he can leave later. Miazga's already played for the New York Red Bulls. This isn't like he's just coming out of college. Like he's played a, a couple seasons, not a lot, but like a couple seasons. So he's played for them. The only real thing to get accomplished there is to win an MLS Cup. That's it. Uh, he's a young man. You can go overseas. I'm sure every pro player would love to play in England. I find it hard to believe that someone doesn't want to go. All right. How often is Chelsea going to be looking at you or a team of that? class right how often is that going to happen and if you go there and prove yourself great you can be an american hero you go there and it it bombs out well you know we didn't think it was going to work out anyway (laughs) i i I don't see a big downside as long as you don't drag this out for years and years and years like if it doesn't pan out quickly you got to turn it around i think you know when to leave you do need to know you do need to know uh yeah, you do need to know. But I, I like this move. I like the move a lot. I think it's good for the Red Bulls organization. It shows to all of those kids that you have right now in your academy program, like, hey, there's a future. You can play here. You could play overseas. Yeah, Stick let, with the program. Let me clarify here. I think this is an amazing move for the Red Bulls. 
Oh, I think this is exactly fantastic. what you need to do if you if you are playing with the budget the Red Bulls have played with the last few years. I think this is a tremendous move because you can bring in a lot of talent with three million dollars now. Absolutely, you can. You know, my thing is I'm sort of a eh on how the move plays for Matt himself. Um, I, well, I, it's j- a big question mark. It's a big question mark, and if you have hopes of playing in the World Cup in 2018, if you're Matt Miazga. You need minutes, bro. That you, is true. You got to play. So I mean, it, yes, give yourself this season to try to work yourself into the squad. Maybe half of next season to work yourself into the squad at Chelsea. Then you got to make it tough. But then choice. you got to go on a loan or go do something because then you you you've got to get minutes. You got to play soccer. It, absolutely. Uh, he's going to have the question that I think is about to face uh, DeAndre Yedlin right now. You were a big Tottenham signing from Seattle. Uh, I think they got a million, maybe two million for him, something like that. Then almost immediately sent on loan to Sunderland, and he's played what, maybe nine games for them? Sure. Something like that. Now, he's not in the danger zone yet as far as you know, getting national team time. But he does need to think critically about it here soon. Uh, you're going to need minutes because Jurgen won't play you, and he's shown that before. You have to be playing. Uh, as much as he denigrates MLS, he will play MLS players. And he does it all the time. So I get where you're coming from. But I like the move for Red Bulls. Uh, I, th- I also think that's a pretty, well, I shouldn't call it a bold move for Chelsea. Because for them, $3 million isn't anything. Yeah. It's a budget move. <laughs> that's a cheap move. It's a move. rounding error. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They lose track of that much yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I think... I, I think it's an interesting move for Chelsea, and it's going to cause other teams to look at MLS as a potential value purchasing league. By that I mean, if you're if 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 MLS is good enough for Chelsea to be scouting, then it should be good enough for any of the major. Yeah. Teams oh, yes. I I genuinely think that one of the most fundamental changes that's going to happen the next five years maybe in this league is is how much attention not just the superstars of this league get, but the sort of the upper third of this league get from other leagues, other, other uh, countries, because the secret's going to get out at some point, right? Half these guys can play. Yeah. Not all of them, but a lot no, of them no, can play. A lot of them can, and for... European teams, this is like dirt cheap. It's huge money for MLS, but for some of these European sides, like what? You only want $3 million? Sure. <laughs> we'll sign that deal today. You know, a player who his time has passed, but who really would have like been amazing maybe five years from now is like a Kyle Beckerman. Like, can you imagine like a 28 year old Kyle Beckerman in oh, that- 2020? And what and where you know MLS will be ranked, he would be snatched up instantaneously oh, for yeah. his skills. Like, yes, like his that he plays Z mid. It's not it's not a it's not a it's not a role that you you get a lot of raw talent out of a lot of academies. Most kids want to attack, of course. Of course, of course. Um, but, but having like that kind of he's he's a great defensive midfielder. Yeah, he's just too old now. Like, right, that exactly. Say it. But that's but, the level uh, of player that you're going to have a lot of doors. You know, a lot of player, player, uh, a lot of teams, pardon me, come knock on your door for that caliber of player going forward. Now, Miazga is helped by the fact that he has, uh, I believe, it's a Polish passport or something like that. I think so. So he, so he can get by this uh, this work permit issue. He can technically 
count as an EU citizen, mm-hmm. which helps. Um, that's not going to be the case for a lot of these American players. They're not going to be able to pull that one off. That's why it's very important that you get your minutes with the youth team and you get your minutes with the U.S. men's national team. I know those are hard to come by as well, but that can help you get through this whole work permit issue, which uh, comes up quite a bit for folks. That's also why you don't see that many players in uh, England specifically that are from this region. Like you don't see that many Mexican players. You don't see that many Central American players. It's tougher for them to get through. It's uh, a little sad. But this is a two-way street, Alex. Yeah. Sometimes they come here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get hyped up. It's not working. It's, no, it shouldn't be working. Ladies trying, and gentlemen, Alex. ladies and gentlemen, uh, if ever you were in doubt that we were a retirement league, put that doubt to rest. Ashley Cole <laughs> is an L.A. Galaxy player. Jeff, your thoughts? Well, the same as before. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Why would you? Uh, I just don't. Why would you spend that much money on Ashley Cole? Well, allegedly we didn't. No, there is a number being passed around that he's only going to be making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Which, in, in that case, sure, sign him. I don't care. I still and, think and, you need to answer the, your critics that are going to say what happens to Robbie Rogers. But I, well, I think um, it makes a whole hell of a lot more sense than maybe if you're paying him a mil a year. They they're they're already there's there's been a preseason game. They moved Robbie Rogers to right back instead of left back, um, and that seems to be the play here. They're just gonna move him to the other side of the field because you gotta play Robbie Rogers. Come on, he's been a revelation. He's still in his twenties. Yeah, he's been a revelation at fullback. He really has, and he he's said for some time that he can play on either side. He can be left back, he can be right back. So, uh, and in this game, they played against some team from I believe Armenia. They won, but I'm like, I don't know about this competition here. Uh, they played Robbie Rogers on the, on the right side. It's right back. But Ashley Cole was not in that game. So it's tough to get excited about the Ashley Cole move. We've been over this before because he's, what, like 35? Uh, but if the rumors I'm hearing about the amount of money that was spent are true, then it's not quite as bad. It's not quite as bad as I thought. I thought they were paying like millions for this player. Yeah. And if they're paying $250,000 or whatever the actual number is, it's not that bad because uh, they have him. They have Gilles Van Damme, who I'm going to just call Jean-Claude Van Damme. I mean, why not, right? He just signed and he's like 32 or something. And Nigel de Jong uh, is allegedly on his way. That's the report at press time gingers that has not been confirmed but by the time you listen to this it easily could be i have read that all three of those players combined cost less than 1.7 million dollars and in that case i have far far less objection to it yeah i'm still not amped about it i'm trying gingers i'm trying to get on board (laughs) trying to get on board get ready for the season uh because it just seems like those are really old players on a team that already has really old players. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't know. But Bruce Arena has a long history of finding value, even if it is older players. He is a wizard. So let's, not, let's not take away his wizardry. He is. And people will say, like, oh, they'll change the rules to fit him. Listen, you're all crazy. But I will say this. He does find a way to like work to the very limits 
of what's going on in any sort of salary cap situation or anything like that. Like he finds he must be pouring over these MLS rule books because he finds every single inch that he can to make his team come together. And he has a distinct, clear vision of what he wants to do. He won't share it with anyone, but you nope. always know that Bruce, there's a method to the madness. Whether it plays out or not, and they win an MLS Cup, not every year, but clearly his methods have led to success in the past. Oh, absolutely. He is the winningest coach in the league. And, and that's just not something that's subject to debate. That's just the facts in the matter. But the LA Galaxy, and we, I made this comparison last week, and I stand by it. They're like the New York Yankees. You got to get silverware every year, every single year. And if you don't, that's a bad season. Yeah. Even if you go all the way to the MLS Cup and lose, which has happened recently, multiple times, mm-hmm. that's a disappointing season. Or, like, they made it to the playoffs last year. Somehow. They were falling apart for, like, months. But they somehow made it to the playoffs. And they lost in the first round. But they have such a, like, a championship history. They hadn't lost in the first round in ages. Yeah. That's a bad season. They got rid of 10 of their players. Cleaned house. Clean house. And now if we look at it this way, like, these signings are to have uh, depth on your bench. It's like, well... You know, having this, having Mike McGee, having Jeff Lorenowitz, yeah. having Alan Gordon back, like, I guess it's not really that bad. Like, your no. bench has a lot of talent. A lot of talent. And most MLS teams, as you know, Gingers, they don't. They have a, they have a starting 11, which is pretty strong. And then everybody else is like, who are these scrubs? Yeah. Who are these people? That was NYCFC's problem. And I know you will not debate me on that. No, it that very is much a fact. was, yes. That is a fact. But it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how this LA Galaxy team is going to come together because they've done a lot of change in the off season, and they've gotten older. <laughs> gotten so much older <laughs> because everyone was calling for them to get older. That's what everyone wanted, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think they're going to win everything, or oh, it's like, going to be a, a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> like it's one or the other. It's going to be great. Oh, we have to move on. I they're can't gonna, live in this. They're going to play like. Sh- until May, and then they're going to win the rest of their games, and they're going to win the MLS Cup. That, you know that's what's going to happen. That's how they do it. They can't start a season. Like, no, they it's gar- they're garbage until, like, May. Ugh, Why couldn't that- we have played them last year in May? Anyway, because 5-0. Anyway, so, moving on. <laughs> yes. A uh, couple of quick points of a lighter note. Um, I actually want to start with this one. The future Ooh. Messiah... You know I love this. Messiahs, plural. Potentially. Of the U.S. men's or women's national team in the case in of one person's of one of them. case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unclear. It's a little bit early. Landon Donovan mm-hmm. is a father. Recently There's... gave birth to a young son. What was the name? I'm sorry. I actually. Well, hold on. Just to clarify, his wife gave birth yeah, to Yeah, he a didn't young actually son. give birth. Landon It'd Donovan be weird did not if a male gave birth. birth. I've seen the movie. What dad of the no? What's the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> I was gonna make a joke and then I couldn't remember the movie's name. I just want you to live in this world where your joke fails. <laughs> you just don't want to help. It's fine. It's all right. Now listen, I'll be fine. It's Junior. No, it's not Junior. It's certainly it? not Junior. No, that's not the name. Oh, of the movie. I thought you meant Landon's kid. No, no, yes, the, the movie's movie. called Junior. Yes, you're correct. How dare you? 
How dare you doubt The kid's name is Talon, which is like mean-sounding. Talon Bartell Donovan. Listen. Talon. When when Talon lights up the U.S. men's national team in the year 2035. Yeah. We'll all know. We'll all know. And and Dom Dwyer and Sidney LaRue are expecting. Now that may be a bigger deal, and here's why. That that kid's going to play soccer. You know that kid's oh, going to play soccer. He, he or she, it won't matter, will not have a choice in the matter. No. <laughs> They'll have to play. Um, the thing that's a little bit more exciting about that one is both parents are soccer players. Yeah, they're both phenomenal athletes. Phenomenal athletes. And on paper, Gingers, the Dwyer spawn could be eligible to play for the United States. Canada or England. Yeah. Long story short, you got to put in your discovery claims right now if you're an MLS team. <laughs> yes. Both of these kids. Yeah. If I'm LA, I'm like I'm calling Donovan and being like, we need to sign this infant. Is there an age limit on like a generation Adidas? <laughs> like, Can you sign him now? Yeah. Like, we discovered this infant. Yes. Signing this Home grown. infant. Literally grown. Literally grown. Not yet. As he will be grown. Like, I don't know what the youngest age level is for LA's Academy, but yeah. like, that kid's in. You know, if it's like 10 kids in, we, that's ours. That is our player. Yep. If I'm sporting Kansas City, I'm putting in a speculative claim on this job. <laughs> speculative at best. Well, because it could be, could be a lady. <laughs> a lady, baby. We don't know yet. It's too early. So you make that claim. You got to get in there now. And if the U.S. men's team can somehow get this baby cap-tied, <laughs> like trot him out <laughs> late in the game, use a sub, put a jersey on him, you know, he plays for us, he's cap-tied, he's an American. <laughs> I think it's great. Congratulations to both families. Yes. But it is, it is exciting from a fan perspective. Yeah, we had to just uh, mention that, guys. Thank have you. to mention it. Well, it's kind of like um, uh, 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 David Beckham's kid. Who, who knows if he's any good or not? But like people are curious if Brooklyn Beckham can play. Yeah, I think that's fair. Also, like David Beckham only has sons, and he's got like four of them. Surely he's got to roll the dice well once. One of those once. kids. Like one of those kids probably can do it, and the rest of them will become artists or something. But <laughs> one of them will work. But the Donovan baby, Dwyer baby, congratulations to you both. Really looking forward to winning the World Cup. <laughs> It's gonna be great. I, I'm looking forward to it. No, no, I mean, no pressure or anything, really. No pressure with these kids suiting up day one. Let's um, do it. In other news, mm-hmm. um, young Christian Pulisic. Is that how you say it? I think so. Wait, I'm not 100 on name. I've never actually heard his name pronounced. I read about the U18s. I don't watch them. You're not a big uh, U18 watcher? U17s. Uh, oh, you How young um, is this He's man? 17. He's 17 well, years old. I, you know what? Made I his professional senior team debut mm-hmm. for Borussia Dortmund. Not a bad team to debut for, no. folks. Not a bad team to debut for. This that's BBB, a big of deal. course, one of the one of the 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 great traditional powers in Germany. Yeah, they're um, they're, they're one of the best teams that isn't Bayern Munich. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so, it's a, it's great. It's a great thing. And and 
correct me if I'm wrong here, but and I will, and you know it. This sort of took me by surprise. Um, what I mean to say is, yes, I'm aware that he was there. I, I don't necessarily realize that he was in danger of getting actual minutes at age 17 in the Bundesliga. Well, I never would have expected that, would you? No, certainly not. Like, but it's fantastic that he's gotten he's gotten real minutes uh, for the senior team, which which points to a bright future. You're certainly going to get real competition, you know, and if that's what oh, you're Bundesliga, like yeah, yeah. So I feel like more Americans could actually play in the Bundesliga. I know I've said this before. I wish more people would go. Uh, I'm assuming that there isn't interest. <laughs> like that's the reason why it doesn't happen. But I feel like that would be a really good league for American players. And if you're a young midfielder, I, I genuinely think that there's not a better league in the world to ply to, to l- truly learn your craft than in the Bundesliga. That's where Michael Bradley cut his teeth. Yeah, exactly. And you're like 17 think, years old, and you're playing midfield for Dortmund. I think that's a great spot to be in. Me too. A great okay. spot. Big future and for I, him. I'm really excited about it. Very excited. Uh, Eric Palmer Brown, of Sporting Kansas City fame, being sent on loan to Porto. Yeah. You know, Porto being the Portuguese giants that they are, I, I certainly hope, you know, I, I'm. this is the type of loan that you're not quite sure which of the two clubs it benefits Mm-hmm. He can get minutes at Sporting. Um, will he get minutes at Porto? Um, is another I don't question. No. Yeah. And I don't. I don't follow Porto, so I, I can't don't really follow the Portuguese league at all. No. Like I can't really tell you where does he fit in their defensive schemes. Like I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea if he does or doesn't. But he's eighteen. Yeah. He's eighteen years old, and he's playing for. Uh, a big, a big team. Not a big league, but a big team. Oh, it's a massive team. Porto's a big name team, and that's that's worth something. That's definitely worth something. I hope he gets minutes, but since it's a loan, they're intending to play him. Why? Why do this loan unless you plan on? I mean, depth. But that being said, hopefully they they're going to give him some minutes. We'll have to see how that plays out. I hope so. And he, he is a U.S. under twenty, so this is. Uh, this is good. <laughs> this is good for our youth teams. All these kids, man, they're going. They're getting big deals and they're playing ball. And to go back on another comment, that was the thing that Jurgen Klinsmann was saying he was going to do. And here it's By happening. That and it is happening. He was saying, well, back when he was getting hired, that the big things that he focused on was getting your, your youth set up together. Like getting this working. So you have a pipeline now. Of players who they know what the heck they're doing when they join the men's senior team. That's what he did in Germany. Some have speculated that's why Germany did so well after he left. You fixed the youth system, uh, and now we have a pipeline for these players all the time. We'll see if we end up in that same situation. But if Jurgen's correct, then our 2018 World Cup squad should be great. Yeah. If Jurgen's not correct, it'll be the same, you know, team full of scrubs. <laughs> Just a team of, <laughs> they weren't scrubs. I love this a team. A team of Bedoyas. <laughs> I like Bedoya. I like Bedoya. He's very funny to me. <laughs> um, He's a weird looking uh, dude. He, uh, 
You know who else is a weird-looking dude? <laughs> Here we go. The new Colorado Rapids designated player, Skeltsen Gashi. You made the point in the pre-show that he looks kind of like a Bond villain. He does. He's, he does. But not like the, the head Bond villain, but not so low that he's one of just like the cannon fodder henchmen. No. He's like a right-hand man, like yeah. that kind of that kind of thing. Like you he, would know the character's name, but he didn't make the plot. He has the rare combination of like, you know, receding hairline, slick back hair, and like prepubescent beard that you don't see <laughs> you don't see as often oh. on men anymore really what, do you see that on women what are you talking about well boys sometimes <laughs> what, what but, you but here, here's the, the real thing that you need to understand about this player gashi was the golden boot winner and mm-hmm. the Swiss Super League for the last two years running. He played for Basel, which is a serious team. They, they've played in the Champions League uh, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the right age. I believe I he's, he's like what, 27, I believe. I think he's like 27. Okay. okay, but that's still, that's where you want. That's a good age. Yes, he's 27 years old. He, he, this, you know, we make a... It's easy to sort of poke fun at Colorado because they're unwilling to spend money and, you know, all these mm-hmm. kind of things. This is a solid signing. Now, is one signing going to fix their problems? No. No, it's not. But this is certainly a step in the right direction. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is a step in the right direction. Uh, as you know, I don't rate Colorado very highly. Mostly the organization. Uh, that, that, yeah, I, I just, would agree. I, th- I, think, like, I think the front office holds them back. I think it does. I think it really does. But this kind of move gives me hope for that organization. You know, where you're still you're looking for a value signing. I know he's a DP. I highly doubt they're paying him something crazy. He's not making huge money. There's no way. But you have someone who has proven skill. That's valuable. Like getting that person in, playing for Colorado that frankly doesn't have a whole lot. (laughs) They don't have a whole lot. Uh, and if these other rumors of like players that Colorado was looking for, Tim Howard, uh, allegedly uh, Alejandro Bedoya was one of these players they were looking for. Sounds like there's a change of process over there in Colorado. At least, because you you can't have these conversations. Well, I mean, you can have whatever conversation you want, but you shouldn't be having these conversations unless you're being serious. Like you're really going to actually pay the money they're going to ask. You don't just you don't just like ask if Neymar is available if you're not willing to drop you know two hundred million dollars. <laughs> like why are you wasting all of our time? So if you're having these conversations, I'm not saying that Tim Howard gets you know Neymar money, but <laughs> but if you're having these conversations, clearly you're willing to at least consider to spend that kind of money. And I think another another point to this as well that's worth mentioning is there, there's two eventualities that a lot of people would assume that sort of Colorado would, would go down with the type of signing. They're either going to sign a big name mm-hmm. who may or may not bring the talent to the team, but they're certainly right. a name. Or they're going to sign sort of a, a a nobody and sort of hope it works. If you're the old front office, those are basically the only two, the only two options that their fan base would see them ever making. Right? You're not this this type of signing. To me, only happens if they've decided that they actually want to maybe win some games. 
I think there's been a decision made where they want to actually win some games. And even though, yes, I don't rate them highly, they did inexplicably win the MLS Cup in 2010. So it's not like they've never... (laughs) It was such a weird season. Yeah. It was such a weird season. Um, But they they have won. And other teams that I rate higher right now, like the New York Red Bulls, they've never won the MLS Cup. So uh, take that for what you will. They just have a history of just cheapness. (laughs) They just do. And making, like, trades that hurt them more than anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. But, I mean, good luck. (laughs) Good luck to them. But it's hopeful. It's very, very hopeful. I think if they add a couple, three, four more pieces, they could really be onto something. They could. They could. And, at, and at remember, times, they played very frenetic, active soccer last year. I actually enjoyed watching them for a few games, which I would have never said a year ago. Very true. And if you remember, Gingers, when Oscar Pereja coached this team, and like many teams that he's coached, the two that he has, uh, it was a very young team, but they were very interesting to watch. They were very interesting to watch when he coached there. Of course, he went back to FC Dallas, which is where he played and all that. And we understand the situation. And then, of course, Colorado fell apart. But uh, they seem to be willing to try some things. I don't think they – I don't think the front office truly wants a losing team. I I, I don't believe that. They have a nice stadium there. I actually got to visit it somewhat recently. It's a nice setup they have there. I think they deserve it. Colorado is good fans. They need some wins. They need some wins. One more note before we leave you guys. Um, rumor has it that Swansea are looking at young Danny Williams. Why? What's with you attaching young to people's I don't names? Know. He's, in fact, I don't even think he's that young. How old is Danny also, Williams? But, but, but most of these people are young. They're professional athletes. Yeah. Danny Williams. Uh, I mean, he's 26. Hmm. Yeah, it's younger than you. <laughs> younger than me. Younger than me. Swansea's having a look. That's Premier League ball. He might be playing. It is Premier League ball. He's played for Reading now for, what, three years, I think? Um, Something like that. He's so, been really good lately. Yes. And and he made quite the impact uh, in his match that he played against the Netherlands. Um, and it also scored, lest we forget, against Brazil. Uh, it was, now, lest we forget. But, you know, obviously we got annihilated in that game. But we scored... He, he, he scored against Brazil. So he's certainly, over the last maybe nine months, gotten some looks by Jurgen Klinsmann. Um, he, he is sort of in the Jermaine Jones mold, I guess I would say, um, where he plays yeah, defensively but likes to attack more than he likes to defend. I would say D- Jones is the better defender, but Danny Williams might wind up being the better attacker. Could be true. And, and then I'd say in the last year, maybe year and a half, he's really come into his own. As a defensive midfielder who don't score goals, he's been scoring goals. He's scored more goals for Reading than in his entire career in Germany. Almost double the amount of goals for this one team. Perhaps the English style of soccer is better suited for him. I don't know. But Swansea looking at him, that's only good news. It is. You know, of course, um, they're they're in need of a player like um, Danny Williams. John Joe Shelby just signed for Newcastle United. Um, so it's there's certainly minutes to be had there if you can get into the squad. So we'll have to see how that plays out. 
I feel like he could, right? That's not, this isn't the same as uh, Chelsea, not to dive too much in the Premier League, which is not what you come here for, Gingers. That's not why you That's all here. those other shows. Yeah, they give plenty of shows. They're, they probably actually, you know, pay attention and all that. But uh, unlike Chelsea, where it's, hey, wh- where are you going to play? How are you going to break in? Swansea has needs. Mm-hmm. They, you could actually see minutes. Uh, where are they right now on the table? 15th. Right, so you're not at the bottom, but they also have to make moves to stay in this league. This thing can fall apart if you're not paying attention. And several of the teams below you are spending money yep. to get out of the situation. So, yes, there there needs to be something happening. And Reading could be motivated to sell. Yep. Of course, where are they in the table? I'm getting distracted now, Ginger. We just, we, we just had 30 minutes of a pod dedicated to... U.S. men's national team players under the age of 30 making big European moves. This is an exciting time, really, when you think about it. It is when you When you look at the list of what we just talked about, you you have great reason to be optimistic. So are you back on Team Klinsman? No. Ways that you can get in touch with us gingers. At Straight Red Pod on Twitter, that's the show. At Jeff is famous on Twitter, that's Jeff. At Alex S. Kibler on Twitter, that's me. The S stands for Sam, apparently, because I'm Toucan Sam. That's the joke that we made. Uh, Straight Red. I don't know. No, yeah. Straight Red at iCloud.com. Straight Red on Facebook and Straight Red Podcast on Instagram. It's now everyone's favorite part of the show. Jeff, no pressure. It is now Quiet Time with Jeff. Jeff. What do you have for the lonely gingers out there this evening? I got disturbing. Sometimes <laughs> you'll be talking to this yokel that you work with. Yeah. And he'll, every now and then, he'll have a halfway decent idea. So, gingers, this time, Alex Kibler is proposing, not marriage, Ooh. proposing <laughs> that we go to some soccer games on the West Coast. Not just any West Coast. We're looking at Cascadia. Now, we haven't committed to this, but it is a pretty tempting idea. So if it happens, people in that region, we're going to need to know where the beer at. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be very, very important. Yeah. Also, we'll have to both take like a week off of work. I don't know. We have to figure this out. (laughs) It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Where the beer at. That's what we need to know. Yeah. We need to know where the beer at. Listen, yo, where's the, where the beer at? In the places that we're thinking of, it, the issue wouldn't be where is it, but like what one do you want? There's going to be millions of choices. And more importantly, who will buy it for us? Ooh, yeah. Gingers. Dear Gingers, buy us a beer. Go for the soccer. MLS Cup winning manager, Caleb Porter. Exactly. What do you got, Pep Guardiola? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Not impressed. And with Not the trophies that, I'm, that I care about, you have zero of them. None of them. Where's your CCL trophy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>